Star Wars 7x7 episode 1997. Today, let's talk about that other decision that J.J. Abrams made that supports the work Ryan Johnson did in The Last Jedi. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. So, there's been some talk online, some debate about whether the story decisions made by Ryan Johnson in The Last Jedi have been supported by J.J. Abrams in The Rise of Skywalker. And on yesterday's episode we talked about some of those story decisions. And it seems like so far across the board that J.J. has supported and not subverted Ryan Johnson in their mutual filmmaking efforts. And I'm surprised there's actually any debate about this. It seems like it's a pretty clear-cut situation. There is one thing that J.J. kind of rolled back on with Ryan that uh, um, doesn't really apply to story decisions exactly. I'll explain that after the break. But if there is one story decision where you might have a chance of making a strong case that J.J. rolled back something that Ryan set out to do in The Last Jedi, it would have to do with the deal with Ray's parents. And before we go any further, I have to just inform you in advance, this is a full spoiler episode, so if you've not seen The Rise of Skywalker, if you've managed to avoid spoilers and don't want this particular thing spoiled for you, then save this episode for a later date. But if you're okay with me diving in, then let's dive in. So, in The Last Jedi, Kylo Ren tells Rey that her parents were nobodies, that they were filthy junk traders who sold her for drinking money and that they're dead in a pauper's grave in Jakku, right? And he's telling her this in the moment because he is basically delivering kind of emotionally abusive information to her, or at least doing it in an emotionally abusive way, saying, you know, you don't matter to this story, you're nobody, but not to me. Like, oh yeah, I value you, but you're really not important, right? Uh, you know, that's not exactly a very nice way of doing things, to be sure. Then we get to the rise of Skywalker, and Pretty early on, J.J. Abrams lets us know that this is going to be an issue. That scene on Pisana where the child gives Rey the mala beads and says that she'd be honored to know Rey's family name, and Rey has to say, nah, I'm just Rey. Right there, that's J.J. Abrams waving a flag going, hello, we're gonna make this whole family line business an issue in this movie. And it turns out that while Kylo Ren may have said her parents were nobodies in The Last Jedi, in The Rise of Skywalker, we find out that Palpatine is Rey's grandfather. So Palpatine had a kid. This is new news to us. We never knew of him having any offspring whatsoever. So he had at least one kid, a son, and that son presumably got married. We don't know for sure, but there's apparently a wife involved, a mother involved. And they had at least one kid, who is Rey, and that didn't go so well for them, unfortunately, because there was some sort of Jedi hunter looking for Rey, and presumably looking for Rey's parents also, but the parents wouldn't tell this Jedi hunter where Rey was, and so they got killed for the effort, and probably because, you know, truth gets mixed in with lies sometimes, are probably dead in a pauper's grave on Jakku somewhere, but, you know... Does it fit the definition of nobody's? Eh, not exactly if the son was the son, or if, you know, Ray's dad was the son of Palpatine. That's not exactly a nobody. So on the face of it, it 
does read potentially like J.J. Abrams is undoing what Ryan Johnson did in The Last Jedi because Ray's parents are not exactly nobodies, they're kind of somebodies because they're the son and daughter-in-law of Palpatine, so yeah, that's a big deal. But the clue to seeing how J.J. Abrams is not actually undoing what Ryan Johnson did in The Last Jedi is also delivered by Kylo Ren when he says that he didn't lie to Ray that her parents were nobodies, that they chose to be nobodies because they were on the run and trying to hide her from Palpatine. So what this is, is J.J. Abrams's from a certain point of view moment, right? This is the moment where instead of, uh, yeah, your father was a good man and when he fell to the dark side, the good man that he was was destroyed, Darth Vader killed and destroyed that guy, right? That's exactly what we have happening here in The Rise of Skywalker. What I told you was true about your parents being nobodies from a certain point of view. And J.J. has said in multiple interviews that nothing Ryan Johnson did in The Last Jedi got in the way of their thoughts about Rey's parentage and stuff that they'd been considering all the way back to their planning for The Force Awakens. So there you go. I do think that this is in support of Ryan Johnson's Last Jedi choices and it's just... J.J. Abrams having an opportunity to have a from a certain point of view moment in The Rise of Skywalker. Now, there is something that J.J. has said in public that I don't feel that he really followed through on with The Rise of Skywalker, and I'm going to tell you what that is in just a moment. Stay tuned. Hey Rebel Razor, I've made some changes to the asteroid belt level at patreon.com slash SW7X7 and they are all with sponsors in mind. So if you want to get the word out about your business, your product, your service to a dedicated Star Wars audience, then please check out patreon.com slash SW7X7 and look for the asteroid belt level for details. Again, that's patreon.com slash SW7X7. Welcome back. So, at Celebration Chicago, J.J. Abrams said that one of the best gifts that Ryan Johnson gave him coming out of The Last Jedi was Kelly Marie Tran. I will say that Rose Tico's character in The Rise of Skywalker seems much more confident, much more emotionally competent. Not that she wasn't in The Last Jedi. Like, I hope you know where I'm going with this. You know, she definitely seems like there's a belonging at the level that she's at. She's not idolizing the people with whom she's working. She's actually part of this team. So that at least is a positive. But if she was really that much of a gift, then why isn't she on screen more? Why isn't she on the big mission with Rey and Finn and Poe? Why aren't they following through with things like, oh, Leia wants me to analyze Star Destroyers, but she's not the one who gets credit for saying, hey, shoot at the cannons and you'll blow up those Star Destroyers, right? So this was a particular disappointment for me with The Rise of Skywalker, and I would say it's kind of similar to the disappointment about Captain Phasma when they talked about her for Episode Eight in the run-up to it as being, oh yeah, she's going to be even much more involved and kick butt and it's going to be a bigger deal than she was in episode 7. It'll kind of fulfill the promise of that and that did not happen either. She ended up becoming the Boba Fett of the trilogy in a way. It's just somebody who looks cool and doesn't really get much done. All right, that's going to do it for now for today's episode. I'm going to stop right here. But Thank you so much for joining me for it, as always. And may the Force be with you, wherever in the world you may be.
podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other related Star Wars items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2019 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.